Welcome to Queensway Pentecostal Church, leading people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. We hope you're blessed and inspired by today's message. Well, good morning, church. We have a great pleasure today uh, for online church to hear Pastor Jeremy Murdoch from uh, the Western Ontario District. He is our Northern Regional Director. Uh, Pastor Katie and I uh, know him and have a good relationship with him. He's been a part of the North for many, 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 many years. And uh, we're honored that he's our Regional Director. And we've had the privilege of him uh, joining us in person last Sunday, uh, online this Sunday. And it's just a great pleasure to have Pastor Jeremy with us uh, this week online. And I hope you uh, just have a great reception to his message. I hope, I hope and pray that his ministry really touches your life and that uh, you just be so grateful, that, like I am, that he's been able to join us and we appreciate him so greatly. I'm going to stop right now and uh, you can tune in to what he has been saying to our congregation in these days. Well, I know one kid that's going to be disappointed that, that I'm speaking because he looks forward to hearing Pastor Jason talk. I asked him if he paid him to, to say that on video, but uh, <laughs> it's good to be with you guys this morning. My name is Jeremy. As uh, Jason said, I'm the uh, Regional Director for Northern Ontario, uh, the Western Ontario District, and uh, my region is all the way as far west as Nipigon is where I cut off, and it wraps all the way along Highway 11 to Cochrane, and it drives south as far as Gravenhurst. I have all of Manitoulin Island, Perry Sound, that whole area, and everything in between. Uh, there's 70 plus churches that I care for, and uh, then I have 10 churches, uh, First Nations churches, our APM churches that I care for, Moose City, Moose Factory, all the way up to Fort Albany as well. And uh, so those are leaders I get to pour into and uh, help them through different situations. And I'll deal with boards, uh, uh, pastors, council, um, either when there's a struggle in the church, uh, when, when a, a church is going through a new pastoral transition. Uh, next weekend, I'm going to be in North Bay because they're going to be voting in their new pastor. So I've been working with this board for a number of months now online through Zoom. But next Sunday, because things have opened up, we actually get to go and run the vote live. Uh, we've installed uh, in our district eight pastors already through an online Zoom format. Uh, we've had to, to be flexible and creative in uh, getting our churches filled with pastors. That's some of the things that I do. I get to just meet with your, your pastors uh, in the north with Pastor Katie and Jason, encourage them, talk with them. I've known Katie for a number of years now as uh, I've also the director of the youth camp up at Silver Birch's camp in Kirkland Lake. And that's the first time I got to meet uh, Katie she came up to be a counselor and uh, been knowing her and got the special privilege of uh, performing her and Jason's wedding ceremony last summer. So it's good to be with you guys. I'm no stranger to the north, born and raised in Kapuskasing and uh, lived there all my life. Uh, went away to school and been pastoring a number of years. I planted a church uh, 16 years ago in Sault Ste. Marie called The Summit. And uh, so I'm still living in Sault Ste. Marie. In October I, or October, I got voted in as the new regional director for Western Ontario and uh, resigned in December. And uh, my family and I still are a part of that church family, though I haven't been to the building once uh, for a service since I left in December and then COVID hit. But uh, that's where we call ourselves home. And, and uh, it's great to be uh, with you. I have, I have four kids, aging 16, 
down to six, and uh, my wife Nancy uh, as well. And so we've been in ministry together for over 27 years now, and uh, it truly is an honor to be able to be with you both online and here in the building with you this morning. Anybody like working out? Like lifting weights? Like seriously, who, who loves lifting weights? Not one person. See, who knows that lifting weights is healthy for you, right? We all know that it's healthy for you, but, but we, we, we don't necessarily love lifting weights. And, and my son has gotten into weights since COVID hit. He's, he's a big kid. He's 16 now, and uh, he's 6'3", and, uh, but he was skinny, right? He was small. And, and, and he was built like my frame. So I keep reminding him one day you'll look like me. You'll inherit the dad bod one day. And so Titus has been working out, uh, downstairs. You hear him and he's groaning. I've gone downstairs and he's, he's lifting weights. He's doing push-ups. He's just doing everything he can. Uh, before COVID hit, he was taking his P-Fit class at school. And so he's bulking up. Dad, I'm trying to bulk up. I'm trying to bulk up. Now, I don't, I don't want to tell him too much because his head's already big enough as it is. But he's put on at least 15 pounds of muscle since, since this year started alone. Like, I'm blown away. He's got pecs now. He's biceps. He's got triceps. Like, I'm like, pretty good. So lifting weights is painful. I mean, your muscles hurt. They ache. You go to lift something after working out heavy. It doesn't work with you. But, but the benefits of lifting weights... It's huge. And I believe life in general has many similarities. See, life seems to throw us some heavy situations from time to time, don't they? Maybe it's your job. Maybe it's your marriage. Maybe, maybe it's your health or your finances. We all know we're living in COVID-19 right now. And it presents a whole lot of new normals. A lot of heavy situations. Whether it's in the church because things are different, or it's in the community with businesses or the places that you work. Just simple things like greeting your neighbors and how we used to do it and how we need to do it right now. There are a lot of heavy situations that we, we face, but whatever that situation is for you, what I want you to know is that it's possible to have a breakthrough and face those moments with confidence, boldness, and believe it or not, even with joy. Even with joy. Can I pray? Heavenly Father, we, we come before you this morning, first of all, with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving that we can, we can start meeting together again. Thanksgiving, Lord, for, for the opportunities to see each other. God, we also give you thanks for the government that you have put in power to help us as a nation, as a province, as communities with wisdom and, 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 and caution, Lord God, who investigate what's needed and, and care so much about us that they want to make the wisest decisions when nothing seems wise. Thank you for them, I pray. God, I just pray a special blessing over our government leaders. Bless their families the stress and the anxiety that they are feeling right now at being responsible for us. God, I pray a special grace to them. 
I thank you for this church family and and the leadership here, the board and the pastoral staff as they engage with its church family, but also engage with this community. Give them special grace, Lord, as they do everything they can wisely and cautiously to encourage, to support, to get a message of hope into this town. God, speak to our hearts this morning, I pray. And allow us to find joy, even in heavy situations. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can turn with me to the book of Philippians chapter 1, verse 12 to 26. I'm not going to take the time to read it this morning. But what I want you to see is the Apostle Paul facing one of the heaviest situations in his life. Yet through it, still making a decision to choose joy. Paul himself says in verse 12, and I want to read the first few verses. He says, I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. See, Paul found himself in jail. Unfairly. Put in jail. Didn't do anything wrong, but he was put in jail. And he says to the church as he's writing this letter, I want you to know that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. Like it's been a good thing. He said, so that it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and to all the rest that my imprisonment, my, my being jailed unfairly is actually for Christ. He says, and most of all, and most of the brothers, having become confident in the Lord by my imprisonment, are now more bold to speak the word without fear. Paul is saying to us this morning, guys, it's actually a good thing that I'm in jail. It's a good thing that I found myself unfairly put in prison. Paul was facing a difficult situation, but he made a decision. He chose joy. And what I want each of you to know, whether you're at home on your couch or you're sitting in this room this morning, is that no matter how heavy your days are, the situations that you're facing, and they may have nothing to do with COVID. They're just dreary, difficult moments. What I want you to know this morning is that you can have a breakthrough and experience joy in those moments. Paul demonstrates that a godly and a healthy attitude towards our problems in life is actually possible. The first is this. We need to look at the benefits. We need to look at the benefits of these weighty situations in life benefits? Are there really any benefits in looking at something that's difficult, that's weighty, that's, that's, that's pressing on me? Are there any benefits? Well, Paul says in verse number 12, yeah, there are some benefits. He says it actually served to spread the gospel. Because I faced this heavy, difficult moment, I was able to get the gospel of Jesus Christ, the message of hope out to people who hadn't heard it before. I found it amazing thinking about the church 
And we've been, we've been so used to being in our buildings doing ministry the way we've been doing it for years. Meeting on Sunday morning, filling the place up, singing songs together, preaching a good message, and going home. And COVID has caused us to stay at home and not come to our buildings and sing songs and hear Pastor Jason preach the word. But do you realize that more people are hearing the gospel in Espanola than they were before the buildings got closed? How is that possible? How can the gospel get out when we can't come to church? It's because the church isn't a building. The church is us. And whether you're sitting on your back deck, you're standing in line at Canadian Tire, or you're in a building, the church exists. And so COVID has actually allowed the gospel to be spread even further than it was before COVID. That's what Paul says. That's why he chose joy. Because the message got out even better than before he went in to jail. He said, now even the guards know about Jesus because of being put here. And the church has actually gained confidence. Isn't that awesome? The church has gained confidence because of difficulty. Wow. You know, I don't know about you, but if COVID has allowed me and my church family to be more confident to spread the gospel of hope and encouragement to people, then bring on COVID. If I'm going to be more bold in my faith and more willing to share hope, love, and truth with people because of COVID, then bring on COVID. Because we want the gospel to get out and people to be encouraged and to know that there is another way. There's hope found in Jesus. And if COVID allows us to get that word out more, then why not COVID? Amen? And Paul realized that jail brought many benefits. What are the benefits in your situation? I don't know your story. And I'm sure it's more than just COVID. What are the benefits of the heavy situations that you are facing right now? Because they may not be obvious. Most of us are probably familiar with Corey Ten Boom. She was imprisoned in a German concentration camp. And to make matters worse, her whole body ended up being covered with lice at one point in her imprisonment. And like all of us would do, she complained about it. She was upset. She complained like, my goodness, like how bad can it be? I'm in jail for nothing, just for being a Jew. And now my whole body is covered in lice. And so she's complaining to her sister about it. And her sister did what many of us either have done or not been happy that people have said to us. And she told her, remember the Bible verse that says, in all things give thanks? How many like to give thanks in everything? Like we're humans, right? We don't, we don't want to. Like if it's a good thing, God, you're awesome. But if the price of gas hits 115, we're not happy. We'll give thanks when things are good. When it dropped to 85, God's awesome. When it's back up to 109, not so awesome. That's how we're wired. But we are to give thanks in everything. And so Corey Tamboom said, well, how can I give thanks for lice? Like, what's there to be thankful for lice? 
And it wasn't until a little bit later on that she realized that because her body and, and her, her dorm where she and other ladies were staying were infested with lice, the German soldiers didn't come in and give them their regular beatings. Bring on the lice. Sometimes to see the benefits, it's a choice. It's a choice we need to make. I I don't like to work out. It needs to be a choice because I know that if I force myself, the benefits far outweigh the pain in the initial stages. We are all naturally wired to focus on the problems and miss the benefits. We need to make a choice. Paul didn't focus on solving his problem, which I found interesting. He found joy in just sharing the message of hope with everyone he could. Paul never actually complained about the inhumane way he was treated. He didn't go on saying, you know what, I have rights. He didn't, he didn't petition the church to start a protest group and get a petition signed. Because it's not right what's happening to the church. Paul didn't do that. Paul didn't say our building should be opened. Didn't do that. Paul just said, I'm going to get the message out. That's all I'm going to do. I'm going to look at my situation and say, this is awesome. I can do what I couldn't do before. I just got to do it in a new way. Paul saw that he was able to, to, to write letters to encourage the church when he couldn't get there. You know what I found awesome? My, my territory across northern Ontario, so in, in two weeks' time, just before COVID hit, I, I had a lot of meetings, and I travel a lot through northern Ontario. And in the one two-week period, I was at home two nights, just so you picture it, I put on 5,000 kilometers in my car. I can't get everywhere in the region that I have to care for, to care for every pastor and and meet with boards. And when there's situations, you got to go back multiple times. It's difficult. But you know what I thank God for in COVID? I have met with almost every pastor, either through a phone call or a Zoom meeting. I have been meeting every single week up until July with all of our pastors who are available to come on a Zoom call, and we'd have sometimes as high as 40 leaders across the north that I get to meet with and encourage from my home. COVID has actually enabled me to better connect with pastors and boards on a more frequent basis because I'm not spending five hours driving, eight hours driving, three hours driving just on a highway. Now, is it bad to drive? No. Look forward to doing some of that again, like I did this morning. But COVID has provided me new opportunities, and we need to make that decision. The second step to developing a godly and a healthy attitude towards the heavy moments in our life is not only to see the benefits, but also to change our vantage point. See, if life seems too heavy and overwhelming, Maybe we need to change our perspective on what we're facing. A friend of mine, Mike, uh, was in a four-wheeler accident uh, a year and a half ago. And uh, it was a bad one. The brakes failed. He was going down the hill uh, up, in, up in the Aubrey Falls area. And um, 
the brakes gave way and he kind of missed the corner and he went right head into a tree going down a hill. And, and he laid there because he was in a train of people, but he was way ahead of everybody. And when he went off the path, they kind of got stopped for some reason. I can't remember why now. They got stopped. And, and uh, by the time they caught up to where he was, they went by because they never saw him. And it was such a deep ravine, they didn't see his four-wheeler. So he laid there for two and a half hours because they went to camp and realized he was ahead of us. Where is he? Then they came back and they found where he was. I can't remember everything was broken. He shattered his leg. He's got metal rods through his leg, his arm, his collarbone, his neck, everything. He was laying in a hospital, pretty beat up. Like he looked horrible. I said, Mike, buddy, how you doing? He says, Jer, honestly, I think it's just the Lord. But um, could have been a lot worse. I could be dead right now. I thank God. I thank God that I'm here and I can talk to you. And I thank God because I'm going to change the way I've been living my life. Because up to then, Mike was a little on and off with his walk with Jesus. But that moment made him realize what's important. Sometimes we just need to change our vantage point. The way we look at things. We can look at things from this angle and man, that's pretty glim. I can't believe what's fa- what I'm facing and what I'm going through. And I can't believe that COVID has impacted the church and our, our businesses in town and, and the economy and our province and country. This is unbelievable. We can look at it from that vantage point. And, and it's, a, it's a vantage point. It's not wrong. It's a view of looking at it from, through our own eyes. Or we can take a step and say, God, but what do you see? And look at things from another perspective. Choosing to look at things through God's eyes. What can be, God, that I can't see? Because from my eyes, when I take a look at it, it's glim. Like, I, I, I can't see beyond this. And you know, we all talk to people. There's people I talk to that like everything is great. Everything is, uh, is, is amazing. And, and they don't ever see. And then there's other people you, look, you talk to. And everything is negative. Everything is bad. There's no way out of this. We're going to this. This is all going downhill. We're, the whole, we're going to the ice ages. Like everything is. And then when you make a decision, you know what? I choose to trust in a God who can do super abundantly above anything I could ever hope or imagine. Ephesians tells me. I'm making a decision right now. I can look at it through my eyes. Or I can say, God, you're doing something here. I might not see it, but I know it in my heart. And I have faith that even in the darkest, heaviest moments, you can do something amazing. We need sometimes to just simply choose a new vantage point. We need to choose this I win no matter what situation. I win no matter what. Listen to what Paul says in verse 20 and 21. He says, it is my eager expectation and hope that I will not be at all ashamed, but that with full courage now, as always, Christ will be honored in my body. Christ will be honored with my life, he says, whether by life or by death. 
For to live is Christ, but to die is gain. There's, there's two perspectives. I'm going to die in jail. And if we would have focused in on that and said, oh my goodness, like how glim is that? And I can't believe it. But Paul made a decision to live is Christ and to die. It's a bonus. It doesn't matter because I'm choosing to look at this through the vantage point that my God is bigger than the heaviest days that any one of us could face. Changing your perspective will enable you to see all that God can do. Our problems are not all powerful. Though they might feel like they are, they're not. COVID-19 and every difficulty that it brought on our families, on our finances, on our, on our communities, on our churches, on our personal emotions, our states of mind, is not all powerful. But God is. God is all powerful. What's your vantage point this morning? How are you looking at your heaviest days? Remember this, when things are weighing you down, you got two key things that are so important. You can pray about it. You can talk to God and he can speak to you. And you can operate under the power of the Holy Spirit that is alive and well within you as followers of Jesus. Verse 19, Paul says, I know that through your prayers and the help of the Spirit, Jesus Christ, this will turn out for my deliverance. Whether I live or whether I die, it's still deliverance, Paul says. So what's weighing you down right now? What's, what's heavy on you? And how are you choosing to look at it? Here's the final step to developing a godly and a healthy attitude towards life's weightiest of situations. We can see the benefits. We can choose to see the benefits. We can, we can change our vantage point. And the final thing is that we can focus on all the possibilities. We can make a decision to focus on all the possibilities. As I've already quoted that verse, Ephesians 3, 20, 29, 20 to 21 tells us that everything we face is just an opportunity for God to do super abundantly above Absolutely anything we could ever hope for or think of. That's the God that we serve. I love it because jail didn't limit Paul. Jail did not limit Paul. It gave him an opportunity to do what he couldn't do out of jail. That's all it was, was an opportunity for the gospel to get out. Writing letters to churches he couldn't visit that have continued to encourage you and me Today, because Paul was in jail, you and I get to read his letter in Philippians and recognize that joy is possible for you and I as followers of Jesus. Verse 23 to 25 says this, my desire personally, Paul says, is to depart and be with Christ. It's far better to do that. I'd rather go with Jesus right now. So Paul's saying, but to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account. 
Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with you, with all of you, for your progress and your joy in the faith. Basically, Paul is saying, it ain't about me. It's about you. And I'm going to choose joy. I'd rather be out of this. I'd rather be with heaven right now. Far, far better. You know what? Being with you is what's necessary. And I'm going to choose joy no matter what my situation is. Because I want you to grow in your joy, your faith with Jesus. Nobody likes living through a crisis, do we? Nobody likes a heavy day. Nobody gets up in the morning and says, God, make it a hard one on me today. God, I pray that I get hit with every difficulty known to man today. God, I choose difficulty. Nobody does that. We're not sadistic. We'd all choose a less difficult path. But the truth is, we're facing it right now. And if COVID isn't that big a deal to you, you will face something that is heavy if you haven't already in your life. Something that is beyond you. Something that you need to say, Jesus, I give it to you because I can't. I need to look at it through your eyes because it's too heavy for me. The question then this morning is this. Will you allow that heavy moment to defeat you? Or will you allow God to use that to impact other people's lives? We have an opportunity as God's church to model something different than fear. To model hope, thanksgiving, even in dark days. So that others can know there is a Jesus. There is a God. There is hope for me and my family. When Jesus died, I mean, it looked like all hope was lost. I mean, what are the benefits to death? Really, what are the benefits to death? Well, by Christ's death, he was able to take our sins on his back, John tells us. As final as death is, it didn't even defeat Jesus. We know that. 1 Corinthians 15, 55 says he rose again from the dead. And the death and the resurrection of Christ gave every one of us the opportunity of salvation. If only we confess our sins and believe that Jesus Christ is Lord over everything, even COVID-19. A profession of our faith that God can do, regardless of what I see with my own eyes. I'm making a decision, a choice to, to see the possibilities of what can happen through Jesus Christ in my life. It's a choice that Paul made to choose joy, even when it was difficult. And it's encouragement that you and I, like Paul, can choose joy through the power of the Holy Spirit at work in and through our lives. So this morning, I don't, I don't know where you find yourself right now. I, I don't know your stories. I know we're all living in COVID-19, but I don't know what you're really facing and what's, what's heavy on your life. But I do know this, that every one of us have the opportunity and the possibility through Christ to develop a godly and healthy attitude toward those situations, to see a breakthrough take place in our lives and in the lives of those around us. 
There's a song that I want to direct you to. You can listen to it on your own. It's a great song by Elevation Music, and it's called Sea of Victory. I, I listen to it often as I'm walking around town. Just go and find it on, online somewhere. Sea of Victory by Elevation Music. And just allow the words just to give you encouragement and confidence that, you know what? In God, all things are possible. And the second thing that I leave with you is practical is I've sent Pastor Jason just this prayer challenge card that he'll send out online and, and post for you. It's a seven-day challenge to encourage you to pray every day those five simple things that I've, I've listed for you to do. To bring you to a place where you can see the difficulty that you're facing, the, the hard, heavy, weighty day that you're facing, to see it through new lies, through a new vantage point, believing in what God can do in your situations. Can I pray over you as we dismiss this morning? Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for the opportunity of getting together online and getting together in a building. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are always speaking to us regardless of the medium that we use. And so, Lord, I pray that the words shared this morning would encourage all those listening. It would challenge every one of us, God to stop looking at things through our own eyes, but to see what can be through you. And that like Paul, we too can choose joy, regardless of our situations. Go with us now, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in today. It's been a great honor to have Pastor Jeremy with us. And I pray that his ministry has been a blessing to your life. And uh, we're just so excited this summer to have a few guests join in with us along the way. Look forward to more in the coming weeks. And I trust that you've had a great weekend, that God has been ministering, ministering to you and your family. Let's just close in prayer one last time. Uh, as we uh, close off today's service. So God, we just thank you for today. We thank you for this great opportunity to gather online, in person, again today. Lord, thank you for your provision. Thank you for your uh, wisdom and blessings in these times. As our province continues to open, I pray that your hand would be upon us, that you continue to minister to us and strengthen us. In these days, we pray. God be with us. And everyone said, amen. Have a great day, everyone. Uh, stay safe, and we will see you soon. God bless. Thank you for listening to this week's message. If you would like more information on who we are, visit our website at qpcespanola.com.